When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. All right, we got the crazy man of college football. When I uh, talked to him yesterday, I said, load up on crazy pills before we do this. Uh, Dave hadn't been on in a month or so, and he said, I'm in. And so this is the guy that grades all 11. Nobody has ever done this in college football. There's 11 headsets on the sideline. Well, unless you're Nick Saban and you get 44. But but there's 11 headsets on the sideline. And Dave and his analytics firm have graded all 11 headsets. So you're asking, Bo, what are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about your head coach wears a headset. And your 10 assistant coaches. Now, they may not all be on the sideline on game day. I understand that. Some are on the sideline. Some are up in the press box. But you know what I mean. Your position coaches, OC, DC, O-line, D-line, wide receivers, safeties, they have graded all 11 headsets, including head coaches and assistant coaches. Nobody's ever done that in the world of college football. So Dave started off with the whole, you know, uh, talent, location, coaching. That's where we started, oh, okay. I guess, uh, right. 11 yeah, years ago. A decade ago? ago? Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was then, probably close to that. Yeah, I think 2011 is the first time we had Bartu on. And right. Because Cooper Beasy found him, and now he's doing all kinds of cool stuff. Dave Bartu, good morning. Welcome in. How are you, bud? Dude, I'm, I'm doing great. I, I'm, I'm sitting here wishing I didn't schedule this radio show because I got six huge bull elk right in front of me right now within 100 yards. And it's not hunting season, so they're like, what are you talking about, dude? Headsets? So, <laughs> literally, that is what I'm doing right now. So I'm I'm walking away from them. I'll go back to that here uh, here when we're done. But um, no, the, the the headset. Well, the the talent location coaching. 
uh, that was that was back in 2008. That's when I, I came up with that, and that's the simplest way I could define how college football works. Uh, obviously, talent's number one, recruited talent. Uh, last year, 72% of all FBS games, uh, the better recruiter won the game, 72%. Uh, in the SEC, conference games, 70-plus percent of all conference games. Doesn't matter if it's home or on the road. Really not much home field advantage in the SEC. Uh, it's all talent-based, you know. And But I was always wondering, well, what's, what's, the, what's the difference? And that's when I came up with the coaching side of it. So you had mentioned keeping track of 11 headsets. And I know the listeners are going, well, that doesn't seem too hard, right? Uh, but we kept track of every every head, all eleven headsets since two thousand nine. So every guy has worn a headset in every FBS team and every FCS team. We have every play by we have every play of every game since two thousand nine going forward. We have every coach, we have their name, we have their position, they have an annual grade. And they have a career grade. We have over 15,000 guys in our database. <laughs> so it's not too hard for us to make an all-conference SEC first and second coaching staff team. So that's where the, that, that's where the C and TLC came, is the coaching side of it. And we've spent better part of nearly a decade and a half uh, trying to pin these guys down for who's best at what they do on the field. Now, this, this doesn't count the recruiting side of it. This doesn't count head coaches and their ability to staff. This is just simply on-field results uh, relative to the talent they have, the talent they face, uh, and progression. Do they get better or worse each year? So it, it's, been a, uh, it's been a really long journey, but uh, you know, with, the, with the articles coming out, obviously it's being recognized, and we are simply the biggest coaching search database in the world right now. I love it. Dave Bartu on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. This interview is brought to you by Super Premium Tequila, Patron Añejo Tequila. Try some today. All right, Bartu, before I get in, I'm hoping that you'll drop a couple of nuggets now that you've partnered with with 247 and CBS Interact, all that. But but you just mentioned something, and and you, you said head coaches and their ability to staff. Mm-hmm. Could, could I make the argument, or would you make the argument, you and Adam, that, one, that's the biggest challenge that you see in the industry because the overwhelming majority of them don't know, what, don't know how to do it, much less what they're looking for, which takes us into the whole buddy system. But would you say that that is the, like, that is the one skill set that you need to be is, – is that the number one thing that you need as a head coach? is the ability to staff, Bartu? I don't know if it's the number one thing, because you need to have the ability to recruit. You have to be extremely organized. Um, okay. You know, I mean, and these are these are all guys trying to fit 30 hours into a 24-hour day. Every day, right? You, sure. you, you and I have both been around them enough. I mean, it is just, it is, it is a crazy, intense job. And, you know, the, the, the buddy system and hiring friends I've come, I've come to have a little bit better appreciation for it because most of these coaches are under such a time crunch, they haven't been able to foster connectivity and relationships with good coaches. You know, you get hired December 1, guess what? National signing day is in three weeks. <laughs> you know, you, you better have your ducks in a row beyond ducks in a row. And so a lot of these guys, what, I, what we found out, because 
we we are we have coaches calling us literally hundreds of coaches calling us asking hey am i good enough to for you guys to help market me because guys who are head coaches or want to be head coaches they barely have any time to go out and, and and create connectivity and then when they do who do they get hold of how do they know who's really good or not you know other than than word of mouth and 90 percent of that's just agent bs right you know so and then guys that want to get noticed well how do they know when a coach has five minutes in a day to talk to them so you know it's 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 really hard we're trying to change college football for the better from a coaching standpoint by connecting good coaches with good coaches uh so you know but but you will see predominantly when a guy loses his job. Well, let me give you an example. Last year, there were 17 FBS coaches uh, that lost their jobs last year. 17. Of those 17, 16 of them in our grading system, 16 had an offensive or defensive support staff that was bottom half in college football. Wow. So they they had a, they had either a subpar defensive support staff or a subpar offensive support staff. 16 out of 17. The one exception was Paul Christ at Wisconsin. And that was that was just an amazing staff, and 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 Troy Taylor at Stanford was very very smart in my opinion to go take like half of them. <laughs> so, you know, outside of, of Paul Christ in Wisconsin, the other sixteen coaching staffs came into the season with our numbers saying, you know, at least half of the staff is not very good at all. Mm. Okay. So, so you you kind of go through. There's several kind of number one things that they need to be able to do. The ability to recruit. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ability to be super organized. You and I have talked about that with, with Dan Mullen for, for years, among others. And mm-hmm. and and the ability to uh, to staff and staff at a high level, which the all right, how would how do I frame it up, Bartu? Would you say that the overwhelming majority of them don't know how to staff? What what would you say? I, I, I'd say the overwhelming majority of them, it takes time to staff. Um, and, and, they don't, and, and what connected. you're saying is they just don't have any time. Right. right. They, don't, they don't have any time. And then they get the job. And only once do they get the job, guys start reaching, oh, my gosh, Bo, Bo's now the head coach, you know, at, at you know, whatever, LSU. Oh, man, I really want to get in touch with him now that he's the new head coach. Right. And so guys that survive over time, they get more and more connectivity and it's easier to do that. Uh, once you're the head coach, it's harder when you, when you first start up. So, I mean, you will probably the biggest error of any, uh, first new head coach is, is the difficulty of putting that first staff together. I think it becomes easier as it goes along. Um, some head coaches don't figure it out and, uh, you know, either the either they either they lose their job for it or the the performance just isn't there. So, yeah, re, the ability to recruit no. critical, the ability to coach, a staff critical, and then you have your on field results. You know, okay. how, how do you handle one point games? All right, there there is an outlier in this, and I, maybe there's mm-hmm. more than one. Like Steve yeah. Sarkeesian, he has yeah. an unbelievable staff. But they don't win. He never win. I, I mean, you can take Washington and Southern Cal, but right now he didn't win at the level he should have at Washington or Southern Cal. Okay, one. Two, mm-hmm. he's at Texas. He's the head football coach at Texas. And he is surrounded by 
He is a really good OC, not good head coach. He's got an excellent DC and excellent special teams coordinator. So every now and then there's an outlier, right? Just like in anything. Well, yeah, you know, but this this is where you have to be really good at everything. You know, with Steve, he he is, um, you know, he's top top five play caller in the country. You know, he's first team All Big Twelve offensive coordinator. Uh, is he a good staffer? That 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 Texas staff is un. Believable, you know, two, two, two through eleven. It is an unbelievable staff. Can he recruit? Yeah, he can recruit everywhere. He recruited at Washington, top twenty-five classes, uh, USC, top ten, top five classes, Texas, top ten, top five class. Guy can recruit. You know, the weakness on paper of the whole thing is actually him. The on-field result. He he he's great at getting all the pieces of the puzzle on the table. Right, he's got a thousand-piece puzzle. All thousand pieces are there. It's just connecting all of them that seems to be some sort of difficulty for him. And and maybe he's, you know, over time he'll learn it. Maybe he'll get lucky one or two of these years and just put everything together. But you know, the downside for Steve is he's basically underperformed the talent that he's had everywhere he's been. Washington underperformed the talent by about one game a year. USC underperformed the talent a little bit. You know, he wasn't there very long. Texas, bad first year, you know, and, and so and, and still underperformed the talent last year. So the, the big question with him is going to be probably always and forever because a lot of these guys, you know, Tigers don't change their stripes. Um, the biggest question mark is always going to be himself. That's the only difficulty he has. Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, his company, Matrix Analytical, totally disrupting the game of college football. Um, obviously grading all 11 headsets, staff building, recruiting, behavior analytics. That is Matrix Analytical, and Dave joins us on ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Real quick, we had a listener ask. Yep. You mentioned Paul Christ. Mm-hmm. Former yeah. Wisconsin coach. Yeah. I thought he did an unbelievable job at Wisconsin and was, mm-hmm. I guess, pretty darn good at Pitt. Uh, he got runoff. They obviously hired a really good coach, too, in Luke Fickle. You love his numbers at Cincinnati. But, mm-hmm. um, Dave, he's now an offensive analyst at Texas under Sarkeesian. Okay? Right. Yep. Okay. So, day bar two in December. Would Paul Chris be a recommendation if an athletic director or a few athletic directors called you and said, hey, is this guy a good head coach? What would Dave Bartu say? Oh, you mean like if Northwestern called, hey, should we interview this guy? Oh, hell yeah, you should. Okay. Right? I mean, that's really the bottom line. Paul's very organized. He's a very good staffer. Uh, he was okay at Pitt. You know, he did an okay job there. Uh, he, did, he was really good at Wisconsin. He had regor- regressed in the last couple of years. Um, and then, you know, then Barry Alvarez left, new AD comes in, you know, how that kind of works sometimes, you know, the, that's when cards get reshuffled. Um, so, but also Paul Chris is a very, very good offensive coordinator. He has a very good history. So if you want to bring in a, uh, a run, run heavy offense, you know, probably about 60, 40 run to pass. Um, Paul is a very, very good play caller as well. So, I think Paul's going to enjoy his fun in the sun down in Austin, little rehab down there. But I can promise you, since he is at Texas, 
his one and only goal is being wearing that number one headset again. That is it. Sure. It's, it's, I, I will be surprised this time next year if Paul Chris doesn't have the title of head coach somewhere in college football. Okay. You you are rolling out um, the all-SEC, all-conference coaches teams tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep, it's dropping tomorrow. Pac-12 drops today with CBS and 247. Uh, the previous conferences have gone out. So, yeah, the, the SEC was saved. Saving the best for last, baby. It'll be coming out tomorrow Tomorrow morning. All right. And do you want to drop a couple of guys? Drop a couple. Oh, here's, here, here's an interesting nugget that I found, too. Okay? Let's do it. And, and this is, it. Uh, before before we get to it, but this is this is, this has relates with Georgia. And um, a lot of people don't realize this, but – that first Georgia National Championship a couple years ago, uh, the special teams coordinator, um, what was it? Was it Cochran that that had some life issues? I can't remember I what don't... it was, but the actual the actual guy with the headset, the special teams coordinator at Georgia, had personal issues. He took he took a leave of absence, and there was a guy on the staff that got lost in the shuffle, and he was just basically an assistant, like Paul Chris. His name was Robbie Disher. And Robbie is right now, he is on the second team all Big Ten coaching staff for 2023. This guy is a top 10 special teams coordinator in college football. Nobody even paid attention to it, but he was on that Georgia staff. You know, so so, so when their real special teams guy with a headset went out, they actually had a better one sitting on the bench. And I think that, you know, every little thing makes a difference, but it's little things like that in coaching that people really overlook that the numbers can find. So, but, but back to the, the SEC, some of the, some of the, I mean, we, we all know Kirby and, and Nick are one too, right? Head right. coach. And, and we can, I mean, right. we can argue till, you know, till the sun goes down and the cows come home, which one you would take if you're an AD right now versus which one's had the better career, blah, 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 blah. Um, well, you would take the 47. I, I think nine, if not 10 out of 10 bar two, nine out of 10 would take the 47 year old over the 71 year old. And right, I know Nick right. is still awesome, but you know, yeah, yeah. It, it is. But you're you're still going to go that direction, you know. But from a career standpoint, numbers, performance overall since 2009, sure. Nick's still number one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, some. So I, I think. I think the DC. You know, when I was when I was looking at the list this morning before you called, I, I think the number one defensive coordinator is going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, well, real smart football fans won't surprise them. Won't surprise them, uh, but I, I think a lot of fans it'll surprise them. And but I think the other thing with the defensive side of it is when you're looking at the first and second teams when they post it, I think what's interesting is the average grade of the guys on offense is vastly superior to the average grade of all the guys on defense. This okay, is let's... a massively offense-heavy conference right now, hugely tilted toward the offensive side of the coaching. I want our listeners to focus on what Bartu just said because we grew up in a defensive driven southeastern conference three yards in a cloud of dust now everything was played in a box between the tackles Bartu went through a lot of stuff that he's not going to drop on here today but we will next week once he drops this on 247 sports cbs but Bartu, go over that let's let's do a deep dive in how heavy and offensive driven this league is today compared to you know a decade or so ago 
Well, yeah, well, let's let's take a look at so the the number one defensive coordinator grade for the SEC this year. There's two things. First of all, the defensive coordinator at Texas, Pete Kaikowski, when Texas comes in, he's the new number one DC if he's still around. Okay, so okay. so the best the, the best DC in the SEC is actually in Austin right now. Okay, number one. <laughs> N- number two, um, the defensive coordinator grade that is number one in the SEC. There are one, two, three, four, five, six. I think there's six, or there might be seven offensive coordinators in the SEC that have a higher offensive play calling grade than the number one defensive coordinator's grade. Okay. So it is, you know, so you got Freeze, you got Heupel, uh, you got Kiffin, you got Phil Montgomery. Uh, you know, you start going down the list, and it's just you know one offensive coordinator after another. And heck, you just lost Kendall Bryles, you know. Um, but Dan Dan Enos comes in, you know, and he's really solid. So we, we, I think the story that the numbers telling me, looking at these first and second teams, is that it is a very everything has shifted from defensive dominant to offensive dominant in the SEC. And, and maybe that's even where Nick gets his, wow, it's really hard to stop these offenses. Yeah, because there's not a whole lot of defense uh, being recruited on the coaching side compared to the offensive side. They've brought in tons of offensive guys, and, you know, wait till Texas comes in. Now you're bringing in another top five offensive coordinator in Steve Sarkeesian. You know, Oklahoma ain't bringing anything to the table on the court. Like you said. Yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma ain't bringing thing to the table. They they got a they got a two and a half star OC and a three star DC. They they're not bringing nothing from a from a big time coaching standpoint. No, but Texas is, you know, um, and but but the numbers are, it, it's cool to watch the evolution of football and then watch the evolution of a conference. And I think what we've seen in the SEC is we've completed completed a basically a full evolution from a defensive dominant conference to an offensive dominant one. Okay. And that's why Kirby's winning. He's got both. And, and Bama has slipped. Oh, so. yeah. Kirby's not even the play caller. Dude, if we know Kirby was the play caller, he, I mean, this, this is the number one play call, defensive play caller uh, in college football probably the last 20 years. You, you, you look wow. at the top 25 scoring efficiencies of this century, Kirby has his fingers in nine of them. Either at Alabama wow. or at Georgia, ah, uh, Kirby is there is there is no question if if he was still the play caller, heck, he might be. We don't know, right? I mean, Dan Lanning left, and the defense seemingly got better, right? So so <laughs> he couldn't have been all Dan Lanning, you know. So so Kirby is even though he's not even the defensive play caller, his career as a defensive play caller in our system is number one. He is absolutely amazing from that standpoint. Uh, so, you know, that, that's, that's, I think that's why what, what turns Georgia's defense is, is they still have the number one guy, even though he might not be calling the plays that we know of. Wow. Okay. So, Kaikowski at Texas will be the number one, but Kirby is kind of the pseudo number one in that we believe that he's driving the whole thing and Muschamp's just relaying the deal. Okay. I got two minutes, Bartu. What, what okay. direction do you want to go? Um, and then we'll. I'd like to do a follow-up next week because you'll have dropped all of them. Yeah, well, you know what we can do next week is we can go through the first and second teams, and why don't we go through the first and second team? What we'll do is we'll do a hybrid. What would this look like if Texas and Oklahoma had joined this year? Yes, 
Yes. So we'll, we'll take like a look that. at what the first and second team all coaching staff in the SEC would have looked like when Texas and Oklahoma shows up. We kind of teased it a little bit there, but we'll be able to go through all of it. Uh, I don't think there'll be a whole lot of surprises um, in the first and second team all-conference staffing other than Nick is the only dude from Alabama in there. That might be the only really big surprise because, you know, five, six, seven years ago, dude, they'd have been everywhere, right? And it's Nick, and that's it. That's it. We're going to leave it there. That is a great tease for next time. (laughs) Basically, Saban has slipped on his staffing. Did you all hear that? He is the only one on the first or second team all coaching uh, coaches teams. By Matrix Analytical. And several years ago, he'd have had guys all over the place. Remember that, and we'll follow up with Dave next week. Dave Bartu, have a great weekend, buddy. Enjoy Northern California. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. Bartu joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. That interview of SEC and college football was brought to you by Patron Tequila. Super premium. 100% blue agave. Pakila. Try some this weekend. We'll see you tomorrow. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.